Schwab Asset Management is proud to support the Inside ETFs podcast. As one of the nation's largest ETF providers, Schwab Asset Management offers insights and perspectives that can help advisors build on their ETF expertise. Did you know that more millennials are choosing ETFs as their investment vehicle of choice? Or that many investors plan to increase their allocation to fixed income, smart beta, and actively managed ETFs? Find out how ETFs can support your clients' goals with Schwab Asset Management's educational resources. Learn more at schwabassetmanagement.com forward slash ETF know-how. Hello and welcome to Inside ETFs, the podcast where we bring the latest and greatest ETF industry perspectives directly to you through in-depth conversations with key thought leaders from across the ETF ecosystem. I'm your host, Douglas Jonas, the head of exchange-traded products at the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. Now, today I am joined by a friend and longtime industry veteran, Ed Lopez. If you're not familiar with Ed, he is the head of ETF product management at Van Eck ETFs. His day-to-day focus is on the development, the launch, and the overall support of the Van Eck ETF lineup. And while Van Eck is certainly a global ETF firm, and many people know them from many markets, Ed, of course, spends a lot of his time focused on the U.S. Van Eck ETF lineup. Ed, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely, Doug. Thanks for having me. So, Ed, you are an industry veteran. Uh, I, you know, most people recognize you in, in our little industry circle, but maybe not everybody knows the backstory on all of our superheroes. And, and I was wondering <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> if you could start a little bit at the beginning for me, you know, how, how did you get into the ETF business? Were there, were there spots, were there points where, where, you know, it was like, Hey, that, that was really pivotal. And that sort of led me to where I am today. Yeah. You know, I, I got really lucky, uh, kind of backed into it, uh, a number of different ways. I'll, I'll start with uh, Rydex back in 2005. I joined a firm that was based out of uh, Rockville, Maryland. It's now been absorbed by some other firms. And that's really where I cut my teeth on, on ETFs, joining the marketing department there, uh, helping to support not only their ETF business, uh, but their mutual fund and variable annuity business. Over the course of my time there, which was like four or five years, it um, I transitioned to the business side and, and really got more hands-on with, with the ETF business. I think that was a pivotal career move for me because that led me eventually to, to VanEck. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a fantastic career at, at VanEck since 2009. Yeah. And here we are. We're actually coming. We're in, I think this is our one-year anniversary episode. We started with VanEck. We started with CEO Jan VanEck himself. So perfect timing. And somehow one of the things that this podcast has turned into, aside from the ETF industry, is a little bit of job growth, sort of career mentoring. I have younger audience you know, listeners that, that reach out and say, this is really great advice. And one of the themes that has come up, Ed, once again, is people who are really at the top of the ETF industry came into it in so many different ways, but they were open to the opportunities, right? You, you had started at a smaller firm, uh, you've moved around, you've, you've come in from a marketing angle, but you're doing product development. There's so many pieces that young people can learn from that to say, there is no one perfect path to the top. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. And I think being flexible is key. Um, like I said, I've been, I've been lucky, but I think I've also uh, enabled that luck by being open to different opportunities. You know, for instance, I'm I'm originally from Austin, Texas. Uh, I ended up getting a job shortly after after graduating college and and moving to Chicago. Um, 
and worked for an asset allocation firm out there called Ibbotson Associates. And there I uh, ended up supporting other fund providers like Oridex. They were one of my clients at one point with some marketing support and, and uh, yeah, other, other marketing activities. And it just worked out that there was an opportunity. Uh, they thought enough of me and, and, and my capabilities and, and uh, marketing and writing uh, that I was able to land a job, albeit in the DC area in, in Rockville, Maryland. So I had to be open to go do that, try something different. It was tough. It was new to me because it was now it was on the on the client side of things, actually doing it and learning a lot, drinking from a fire hose. I remember that. And but, you know, I, I, I learned a ton. I learned a ton, which I still draw on today. And uh, I, I think just being open to those opportunities uh, has has really helped my career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, my biggest influence on my career was my grandfather. And he used to always say it's it's all about going out and earning and learning and finding your own luck. You know, is or go earn the luck. And the way you did it was all the things you just said. Right. A lot of energy, a lot of hard work, a willingness to learn, a willingness to be challenged and to be the type of person that others want to challenge. And I and and I think that's that's come through in this podcast quite a few times. Take us into Van Eck a bit, right? So a lot of people, you know, know some of your headline ETFs. They might know the name, but could you share a bit more about the firm and and maybe a little bit more about the role you and your team play within Van Eck? Yeah, certainly. Van Eck has been around since 1955, and and today we're a, a global asset manager uh, with businesses in Europe, Australia, China, and obviously our, our largest part of our business is here in the U.S. We we develop mutual funds, ETFs, SMAs, very opportunistic company in terms of, of development. We're still a privately held company, so we have the flexibility to target markets and opportunities for investors uh, that we're interested in and that we think that investors might be interested in. In fact, I mean, our mission really is to identify those persistent investment trends and 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 themes that are pertain, uh, potentially have a, a long runway and can change uh, markets and you know the underlying dynamics can change markets. You know, I think about cryptocurrency, but maybe that's not the best example uh, in, in light of uh, headlines today. But you know we have been first in a lot of different areas, whether it's providing exposure to, to different emerging markets or uh, different segments of um, different sectors. And, and in fact, our our first ETF was the um, Vanek Gold Miners ETF, GDX. It's a symbol that I think a lot of people know. And I think funny enough, sometimes they they know the they know the ticker. Uh, and don't realize it's from Van Eck. But yeah, we launched uh, uh, GDX in 2006, I believe. It's still our largest ETF, still highly traded. And you know, since that time, we've we've obviously branched out quite a bit, and now up to 68 ETFs, spanning most asset classes across uh, the Morningstar category um, uh, of funds. So yeah, just a just a few highlights for you. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, Ed, right? So you kind of sit in this middle position where you're saying, okay, uh, what's next? What's the big theme? Where what are, What's missing in our lineup? And, and so when you look at the markets today and you sort of look across the global landscape, are there product development trends that, that you're focused on right now? Yeah, I'm always uh, amazed at the, the level of product development, not only at, at Van Eck, but 
also in the industry. Sometimes you think, man, what else can we do? There are now ETFs in pretty much every Morningstar category out there, uh, but there's still different opportunities that come up that are shaped by underlying markets, the global markets, uh, legislative policies. And, you know, so we we have this opportunities kind of across the board or, or, or funds that, that target a lot of different things across the board. Just kind of top of mind, what what we're focused on right now is uh, more fixed income. Uh, I think finally income is back in, in, in the world of fixed income. And I think there's still opportunities there to provide solutions for investors looking for income, looking for lower volatility income, looking for more uh, security in, 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 in that income stream, if you will, in different ways. We're still opportunistic though, also, and more broadly looking at um, unique thematics. Uh, I know thematics in general have come off quite a bit this year with, with growth dropping off, but there are still some some opportunity sets um, that can be driven by, you know, things like uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and renewable energy and building up more green infrastructure. And then that has knock-on effects too, that, you know, that that's going to mean that we need more commodities and the metals that go into EVs and batteries and things of that sort. So we have uh, uh, particular opportunities or ETFs that focus on that. So there's, there's a whole, there's a broad set of different um, potential areas of, of development that we're looking at. Uh, but as I said, I think our, our, our focus in the near term uh, and into next year is, is uh, fixed income, not only development, but supporting what we have. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it on this podcast before. One of the things that was co-developed with the New York Stock Exchange and Track Insight is the website ETF Central. It is a free website where uh, you as an individual, you as an advisor can actually find ETFs using the intuitive ETF screener. And you can actually type in one of these these things, these themes that that had mentioned, whether it's electric vehicles, income, yield, gold, renewables. Uh, it's intuitive, it's smart, and you can find all the VanEck ETFs easy just by typing in any of those names, it'll tell you every U.S. ETF that that covers that theme. Ed, you know, we're closing out on 2022. Uh, boy, has this been an interesting year, if that's a fair word. Maybe that's not that's too light of a word. Are there specific challenges out there that that you and your teams look at? And and are there ways that that whether it be through Vanek ETFs or others that in, that you say, hey, here here's some options for investors on how to manage risk right now? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that we are still in, in um, yes, I, I think we'll continue to see market volatility and, and some choppiness, perhaps a sideways market. Uh, geopo geopolitics is still out there. Inflation is still with us. The markets have come off quite a bit on, on the equity side, and I guess also on the fixed income side too. I, should, I shouldn't forget about that. But there may be pockets of opportunity, but you have to be somewhat careful and uh, you know make sure that you are getting into different markets at, at a good valuation. So there are strategies you can find at VanEck and also at other providers that that look to uh, filter exposures in their in their funds uh, through some perhaps a valuation metric, perhaps provide a better exposure uh, or experience for investors. Let me back up and and also just kind of highlight inflation because inflation is, is one of the big themes that I think we don't think is necessarily going to go away. And it, it continues to be a topic that we'll talk about uh, and are continuing to talk about. Our 
our research team and portfolio management team has noted that inflation after it's breached the 5% level can take years to fall back to, to 2%. And uh, I think the research showed it could take you know 18 years to get back to 2%. So the point is, it's not going to take 18 years to get back to 2%, but it's going to be a long time that inflation is with us. So what can you do? Some of the best uh, uh, asset classes to get exposure to uh, in, in an elevated inflation level could be things like real assets and, and commodities. Uh, we have a, a portfolio, RAAX, RAX is our real, it's our um, inflation allocation ETF, provides diversified exposure to uh, various ETFs in, in the commodity segment to provide exposure to those inflation um, hedging type of uh, exposures. Uh, you can also look at uh, some different income opportunities in that regard too. As I mentioned, income is back in fixed income. Uh, there's now a carry and the risk of increasing interest rates while still with us is lower than it was at the beginning of the year. So there's a little bit of cushion for investors to uh, absorb that and, and collect uh, some potential income while they wait for, for things to, to settle down. So speaking of income, uh, you know, we're coming into year end. That's a time when people start to think about taxes. I know I've actually seen a few uh, fund companies start to send out their impending capital gains distribution for their mutual funds. Still a driver of growth for ETFs because ETFs tend to be so much more tax efficient. Are you finding the same conversations on your side, Ed, or are, are people coming, whether it's clients, advisors, and saying, hey, uh, we're looking for a tax transition, whether it be to lock in a, a, a loss or to, to, or to move out of a mutual fund and get into an ETF. Are, are, are those conversations happening at VanEck? Yeah. And in fact, I think this year has been a great year uh, for that because of the, the market volatility. And in fact, the, the, those conversations really picked up after summer. You know, advisors aren't necessarily waiting until the end of the year to, to make these moves. Uh, so there's been a lot of conversations that we've had and our team has had um, the, the last half of this year. Uh, so there's definitely opportunity there. You know, and, and you, you preface that question uh, talking about kind of fixed income. It's been across the board, uh, fixed income as well. And I was having an interesting conversation with uh, one of the uh, fixed income product managers about this. And, you know, he thought that there was this year we've seen uh, inflows into fixed income ETFs while we've seen outflows in mutual funds, fixed income mutual funds. And he surmised that maybe some of that is some tax swapping, tax loss harvesting. And that very well may be going on. But you have seen that trend towards ETFs for the last three years, uh, whether it's outflows of mutual funds or just ETFs out gathering um, uh, mutual funds. So just on a kind of a separate point, ETFs continue to gain steam with advisors and investors. So we talked a little bit about some of the, I'll say, difficulties in the market. Let's maybe turn turn that on its head and talk a little bit more about the opportunities. Uh, you know, if we if you look out at the marketplace right now, do you see opportunity? And and are there any Vanek ETFs that that could help an investor seize some of those opportunities? Yeah, I highlighted a couple. Um, and I'm going to come back to fixed income, but I'll start out first with uh, one ETF, RNEW. It's Renew. It's our green infrastructure ETF with the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act and then also the Infrastructure Act back in November of 21. There's uh, policy support to help build more sustainable infrastructure 
like a smart grid or battery technology or water reclamation, things of that sort. So I think there's a lot of momentum there. That's going to require, uh, as I mentioned earlier, more commodities like um, uh, certain metals. There's an ETF we have, GMET, it's our green metals ETF. And of course, we talked inflation and, and racks. But on the fixed income side, as, as interest rates and, and credit spreads have risen, there definitely have been losses across the board in, in, in fixed income. But now there's opportunities for investors to uh, start to reincorporate income into their to their portfolios. Though there's still a lot of uncertainty, and, and you can turn on the TV on any given day and hear people you know, opine one way or another whether we're going to go into a recession or not. Uh, so we think uh, high quality is an important aspect that you need to look for. And you can find that in, in investment grade. Uh, we have a couple of uh, investment grade funds that uh, that we developed with Moody's technology, if you will, or a Moody's model that looks to identify fair value in the fixed income space and can help provide a little extra um, cushion there in terms of performance if things do get a little bit more volatile. And then if you wanted to step out a little bit more, or if you were really concerned about um, volatility, you know, one of the other trends in the ETF space uh, is CLOs. And we have launched a, a CLO ETF, uh, CLOI. And CLOs are really interesting because they, they're basically floating rate uh, or ex provide exposure to floating rate bonds. Um, they're a securitized pool of um, senior secured loans. And the way they're structured is they have these uh, different tranches of credit ratings and subordination and uh, CLOI is, is investment grade oriented. So even if the market goes pretty south and we start to see rising defaults, the just the, the level of subordination uh, means the losses hit the, the lower tranches first. And so that provides a level of, of support. But also because of the floating rate nature, it's, <clears throat> it's going to be a little less volatile than you know, your typical fixed bonds and provides pretty interesting yields as well. Um, I think we're upwards in the five to 6% range generally for CLOs. So those are a couple interesting opportunities on the fixed income side. It, it tends to be, uh, it's, it's an area that we've been talking about for the last few months or so. And uh, I, I think investors will be happy with the, the level of yield they'll find across the board in fixed income. Yeah. And as a reminder, you can learn more about all of those ETFs in the intuitive ETF screener for free, etfcentral.com. Ed, do you look at the ETF lineup at VanEck and look, you know, you're kind of looking across the lineup. You mentioned GDX, you mentioned some of these other ETFs that have definitely gotten the recognition they deserve. And is there somebody in there, you know, that you say, boy, why is this ETF not taken off? Like people need to know about this ETF. Maybe maybe you're going to sit down at, at uh, your Thanksgiving table and bring it up. But <laughs> is is there sort of that, you know, that hidden gem of an ETF that that everybody needs to know about? Yeah. And maybe I'll give you two, one equity, one fixed income uh, briefly, if you give me that flexibility. <laughs> um, one is uh, exempt, XMPT. It's a, a fund of closed-in muni funds. We think munis also are... are uh, have a really good setup going into the end of the year with supply and demand uh, mismatches, meaning less supply and more demand. Exempt provides exposure to these closed-end funds that are largely investment grade oriented, but closed-end funds all obviously take on a little bit of leverage. So it provides a, a pretty healthy yield as well, or has provided a pretty healthy yield. So that's one that I 
love to watch. Um, the closing funds have also been trading at a pretty deep discount. And what we've noted is when those discounts on average get around 10%, that has been a pretty good opportunity to, to look to providing some exposure. And you can find that, that information on our website. Uh, so you can go to vanek.com forward slash XMPT and see what that is. Uh, the other idea, which is one that we've had thought about for a couple of years, you know, one of the one of the great benefits of working at Van Eck is we have this side of the house on our mutual fund side, which is uh, our active management team. And we're really focused on hard assets and emerging markets. And that's, that's really where our specialty is. And one of the... Um, portfolio managers and analysts on, on the EM side had, has been talking to me for a while or had been talking to me for a while about India, in particular, uh, a program in India called Digital India. And this program was intended to connect millions of people to the financial system. And that has potential benefits for the, the economy as a whole, from tax collection to infrastructure build out. Uh, and and better job growth and wage growth and better you know uh, standard of living. So we uh, launched a product DGIN, our Digital India ETF. And you know I think that with uh, people and companies looking to perhaps move supply chains away from uh, from China and diversify their supply chains a bit, India becomes a, a, a natural next stop. They have a very young demographic. Uh, so long-term potential trend there. Uh, and just given the, the policy towards this uh, digital India program, there could be opportunities to get exposure uh, to companies across sectors in India, in tech, finance, e-commerce. Uh, so I, I think that's a really interesting idea that people might uh, want to take a look at. So Ed, for you know an advisor that might be listening in and saying, boy, maybe I'm even using a Vanek ETF, but but I haven't really been engaged with that team there. You know, how do you look at that? Are are there ways that that people could be reaching out, whether it be to you and your team, some of the relationship managers? Yeah, uh, social media is one way. Our our team is pretty active on social media. I'm on there as well. Uh, I'm not terribly active. But I'm trying to get better, but uh, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, Blogs, I, I'm going to point you to our blogs on our website. I was looking at that uh, recently, and there's an insight section, tons of different topics, um, you know, whether it's uh, commodity or natural resource investing, munis, fixed income, uh, global economy. It's There's a lot of great stuff from a lot of really smart people at VanEck. Uh, so go there, see what you like, subscribe. And then the the other way, and I got to do this because uh, Doug, I've got my own podcast, and and we cover trending topics and things of that sort. It's called Trends with Benefits. You'll see that on the website as well, but it's also available on Apple Podcast and Spotify and anywhere you'd, you'd uh, find uh, podcasts. So Trends with Benefits. Trends with Benefits, it is. And again, that's vanek.com. Easy to remember, easy to get there. Uh, I, I'm a heavy user of that website. There's a lot of ins insights, research that Ed and his team put out. Highly recommend you go there or, or just follow Ed Lopez on, on social media. <clears throat> Maybe that'll encourage him to post more. Uh, <laughs> that is a wrap on this edition of the Inside ETFs podcast. Now, as a reminder, you can find this episode as well as many other episodes of this podcast on the New York Stock Exchange's website, etfcentral.com. I want to thank you again, Ed, for being here to share your insights from the Vanek team. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes featuring thought leaders from across the ETF ecosystem. I'm Douglas Jonas, head of exchange traded funds at the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. 
Schwab Asset Management is proud to support the Inside ETFs podcast. As one of the nation's largest ETF providers, Schwab Asset Management offers insights and perspectives that can help advisors build on their ETF expertise. Did you know that more millennials are choosing ETFs as their investment vehicle of choice? Or that many investors plan to increase their allocation to fixed income, smart beta, and actively managed ETFs? Find out how ETFs can support your clients' goals with Schwab Asset Management's educational resources. Learn more at schwabassetmanagement.com forward slash ETF know-how.